Hello and welcome into the Birds and Braves podcast. I'm Luke Winstall. Thank you all for tuning in. Today I'm excited to be joined by New Orleans Saints wide receiver Cyril Grayson. Grayson attended LSU where he was a four-time track national champion. He'd also planned to play football at the school, but according to NCAA rules, if an athlete is signed to a scholarship for a minor sport like wrestling or track and field, he'd have to drop his scholarship or sit out two years before playing football. The rule is meant to prevent football teams from stashing recruits on the roster of other programs to field more scholarship athletes than what is allotted. In 2017, Grayson lobbied to attend the LSU Football Pro Day, alongside first-round picks Leonard Fournette, Jamal Adams, and Tredavious White. Then Grayson ran a 4.33 second 40-yard dash, did not drop a single pass, and broad jumped 10 feet and 7 inches, catching the eye of scouts. Since then, he has bounced around the league and is playing for his fifth team in three years. Now at home, playing for the New Orleans Saints, he has a good chance to make the team's roster. Mr. Grayson, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Luke? I'm glad for you to have me on your show. Um, I'm excited, um, and I'm doing pretty good today. I'm just trying to mentally prepare for tomorrow. We have our first preseason game coming up, and yeah, I'm just excited about that. I'm excited about the show and everything about the season this year that's coming up. I know you're preparing to play Minnesota tomorrow, play the Vikings. How are things looking? What are your expectations going into the game? Um, I just expect to kind of do the right thing, know my assignments, to um, just go out there and make plays and continue to stack the days, um, kind of treat it like, what it is camp um but as well as a job interview for all 31 other teams you know and um just showcase my abilities here um with the saints as well as just who i am as a player and to just stand out that's that's my plan i'm wondering since we're talking about the preseason do you have a favorite moment as a professional playing in the preseason or training camp or a practice um, I think, um, if I can remember, I, I just remember my very first game, um, and it was actually like scoring a touchdown and just celebrating with everybody, and it was actually kind of like a bittersweet moment because after we finished celebrating and being so excited, um, uh, the touchdown actually got called back after the <laughs> review, um. But it was just fun um, just to be back out there, to get in the end zone, to see everybody's energy, the guys who were on the sideline um, that was coming to celebrate with me and just that feeling that was amazing. Celebrations are allowed now in the NFL. I know you're a humble guy, but do you have any celebration planned for if you score anytime soon? (laughs) I was thinking about it today. you know, if I score, what should I do? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a humble guy, but I like to have fun as well too. I, um, I like to dance, so you know, um, don't be surprised if you know I break out maybe a New Orleans dance or, um, you know, get together with other receivers and other guys that's in the room, um, and we put something together that's coordinated. Um, I'm just ready to have fun whenever we score. Um, I think that we should celebrate everything that we do that's good. Um, I'm a believer in the Bible, and 
every time when God created, you know, he celebrated. He looked at it and he said that it's good. So I plan on every time I do something good, you know, to kind of celebrate that moment because we always lose, like, those moments when we just kind of let them pass us up. You mentioned maybe doing something New Orleans-related. You grew up in Louisiana. What's been your favorite part of playing for a team that's in the same state where you grew up? Um, my favorite part of playing for a team that's in the same state is just um, just remembering, like, the history of um, the city, um, knowing that my family's rooting for the team, not just because I'm here, and just to play for a team that I've been rooting for my whole life. Will you have a lot of family in your preseason games when they're played in New Orleans? Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of people in there tomorrow um, support number 83. <laughs> Do you know how many? Do you have a number? Um, Let's say it's probably closer um family members kind of close to about 30 let's call wow. it 30 <laughs> 30 or plus you're still in the earlier part of your career and i'm wondering what it was like or what it has been like for you to adjust from running track at lsu to playing for the seahawks in 2017 after not really playing organized football since high school yeah um i mean even now and especially when i just got in it was a kind of big jump, um, a learning curve that I had to um, try to hurry up and catch up to. Um, I still kind of feel it every now and then. Um, and I think the biggest um, curve that I'm trying to leap over now is experience um, because experience just puts other guys, you know, um, way out in front. Experiences the most important part of this game. Um, so at first it was the learning curve on how to learn the plays and the intricacies of the different plays that these offenses in the NFL run and learning the defenses and going against guys who are real savvy. Um, but I think now coming into this third year of going into camps and preseason, I think that I'm catching up to a point where I'm ready to give it a good go. You mentioned experience. The quarterback you're playing with, Drew Brees, a future Hall of Famer, came into the league when you were in the neighborhood of seven years old. He's got plenty of experience. What's it been like playing with him? Um, it's been real cool playing with a guy with so much experience. Um, and one of my coaches said it, and I see it all the time. You know, Drew is a genius. Um, you know, ball player. Um, he knows everything that's happening. And just to be around that type of knowledge, I try to um, just kind of watch him and see how he moves and his different routines and just different stuff like that and try to, you know, pick up whatever I can being a young guy. It's hard to um, have that sort of wisdom in the game, but it's real good when you have that type of wisdom on side of you. Have you learned anything big from Drew that's really helped you develop throughout this offseason? Just kind of always teaching me like little tips and um, different ways that what he's looking at and how he's reading the defense and where he wants me to be. And I'm just kind of trying to be available um, in those ways. 
um, my coaches, um, Ronald Curry and, you know, CJ um, Curtis Johnson, they've been real big parts of my learning. Um, they've just been great. Um, CJ's been coaching receivers forever, and Curry has been um, great. He's played, and, I mean, just the different things that they want me to learn and how they explain them is kind of better than I've ever had before, and I kind of see my growth uh, differently than I have in other places. Based off of the plays that I've seen you make, and I've seen several make the rounds on social media in the past couple of weeks, and the speed that you have, it seems like you've got the potential to develop into a very good NFL deep threat. What do you think is the next step for you in developing into a deep threat type wide receiver on the next level? Um, I think that the um, thing that I have to worry about developing into a good deep threat is just continuing to learn, um, continue to be a good student of the game and watching people who've done it before and just that experience and taking what my coaches give me and running with that. Do you have anyone that you look up to or did look up to as a kid that's been kind of a role model for you or someone that you've studied their film for at that position that you play? Um, since I've been here, you know, Ted Ginn has been, you know, a good role model for me. We've been us being similar type players. Um, I've been watching him uh, growing up. Um, just I always was uh, – watcher of you know the greats like um randy moss and who is probably you know the greatest of all time in my opinion at, at that part you know taking tops off defense and going up and getting the ball um so just watching those guys and then just different saints guys lance moore he maybe wasn't the most blazing guy but having conversations with him having conversations with Marcus Coaston and um, Michael Lewis here. You know, it's been it's been good kind of learning from those guys because they're in the same offense. This offense has been here for a long time, and so I've just been trying to take up all the knowledge and history that I can of this offense so that I can be the best in this one. You mentioned Ted Ginn Jr. The Saints have a lot of speedy players on their team. Is there anyone on the team that you don't think you could beat in a 40-yard dash? Is there anyone faster than you? <laughs> um, I have full confidence in myself. Um, Forty-yard dash against you know anybody. I'm not gonna say that I'm nervous about racing anyone. Um, you know, um, but the best thing you know that we know now is that football. You know, uh, maybe it determines if you get a job sometimes, but. Um, we won't have to line up in the 40-yard dash to race to see who's the fastest. It's all about who's scoring the touchdowns, you know. Um, so <laughs> I try not to think about it or compare. Um, but if we were to race, I, I'll bet on myself. Well, that brings me to one event that I saw pop up this off season. It was really intriguing to me. The 40 yards of gold race where the NFL players – Ran the 40-yard dash to determine the fastest player in the league, and the winner got a million dollars. 
did you like the product you saw this summer? What did you think about it? Um, I thought that the 40 Arts of Gold um, event was a real good event. Um, it was a really good idea, good timing of the event. And I think that if, I mean, still we haven't got um, paid for it yet. Um, supposedly they're um, going to get our money out. Um, but some people have gone forward and, you know, um, gone forward to sue them for their money. Um, I'm kind of waiting. So if, you know, they get better um, sponsors and better investors into the thing, then I think that it could be a really good um, event. But if not, then I don't think that anybody else is going to um, want to participate because of, what happened in the inaugural year. Um, so hopefully um, they get the payments out and can continue the event because the idea was great and the guys who came up with it, um, you know, had a good plan. Is there anything that you would change about it in the future to make it more interesting or more entertaining? Um, I was kind of thinking about different um, tips <laughs> that I could give them there. Um, you know, Every year there's, you know, more fast guys, but one thing that I think I would be entertained by is if they would do, like, maybe the fastest lineman or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you know, um, I think that would be cool. Well, who would you want to see in that? Who would you want to see run? That would be crazy. Uh, um, let's see the fast guys. You know, Aaron Donald? Yep. You know, he's one of the fast guys. Um Let's see Khalil Mack. Let's see all of the fast guys. I'm not sure who's the fast ones, but I'm, I know they, they have a bunch of them that are fast. Yeah. I've heard that you have a foundation or a nonprofit, so I was wondering if you could tell us about it. What kind of work or service does it provide? Yeah. Um, me and one of my friends came together um, to put together this um, foundation, Project No Limits, and that's no spell, kind of like we do in Louisiana, N-E-A-U-X. Um, and we're just trying to bridge the gaps um, and give all athletes um, access to wins in all aspects of their life, um, post-sports or post-high school. And we kind of just want to expose them to the importance of preparation, education, connection, and experience. And... That's just something that we um, kind of thought um, it sparked in my mind to do something like this a couple years ago. And then last year, I was doing an interview with one of my friends, Jasmine Wilson, who is um, the head of the foundation. And we just kind of put our minds together, did a couple surveys, sent them out, and came up with different things that we wanted to do and some programming models and we're ready to get it kicked off um for this school year coming up um so we're trying to put together a couple things we're going to try to put together a mixer to find um different sponsors and um donors and just different places that we can put this program into effect so that we can affect as many um young kids as we can well what inspired you to create it um just personally on my side is just knowing the different 
kids that grew up with me, um, the ones that were that are in the neighborhood that that don't have the guidance and they don't have the education parts of um, personal and professional development. Um, they they don't just don't know those things, so it's hard for them to make it out. Um, so just kind of try to provide those things and put those things in place that's not in the typical um, curriculum of school system. Um, so we want to help bridge the gap for the people who don't get that with the people who do. And how can fans follow you and reach you on the Internet and on social media? Um, you can follow me on Instagram, and my Instagram is underscore CHO1. And that's number one, S-E-N. And on Twitter, you can find me at the C1, and that's T-H-E-C, number one, underscore. And just can search me on Facebook by my first and last name, Cyril Grayson Jr. Um, I have a fan page there. And you can also um, find my website, which is um, www.choicen.com. Mr. Grayson, that's all the questions I had for you. Best of luck tomorrow against Minnesota and in the future. We're all rooting for you. Thank you for your time. All right. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate you. Thank you all for tuning in to the Birds and Braves podcast. Please be sure to follow the show on social media at Birds Braves Pod. Thank you again to Cyril for joining me and also a big thank you to his agent, Brandy Runyon, for helping me set up the interview. I'm Luke Winstall, and I'll see you back next time with another show.